0: Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Esteban, and this is what Esteban has to say. Hi Sandman, I've had many married friends in my time, and there's a pattern that's repeated itself over and over again. Before they were married, my friends had lots of time to spend with their male friends. Afterward, not so much, and that's perfectly fine. Keeping a marriage working is a full-time job and it's unreasonable to expect the same kind of contact we had with single guys when we were still single as well. What I often find while visiting my married friends is that I often spend an inordinate amount of time with my friend's wife instead of him. She never works the kinds of hours that he does, so she and I are together more than I am with him. Additionally, she has to be included in many of our personal activities that we do together. And if I get any alone time with my friend, it's after his wife has gone to bed. And that's maybe half an hour at the end of the day. Maybe I'm being selfish, but it seems strange that she and I can be without him. But he and I are basically not allowed to be without her. At first, it's a minor inconvenience. But after a while, I find myself being treated like a second husband. Including overt criticism if I haven't met her emotional needs. And this isn't a single couple. It's with nearly every single married couple that I've known over the last 20 years. What are your thoughts on this issue?" Well, that's what Esteban has to say. And his comments and questions about female nature are absolutely dead on. It's clear that women want to be included when guys hang out, because that way a woman can act like a filter and make sure men aren't talking about her. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Women need men to adopt political correctness and woman-friendly attitudes. Men have to behave themselves at all times, or constantly be put in their place by women. If you observe female behavior, it's almost like they make many men feel like they're unable to manage their own emotions, and therefore require a woman to help them navigate the emotional issues that they face. Women don't seem to trust men with regards to the way that men feel and think, so they try to guide male action into a direction that's more suited towards their own needs. At the same time, some women understand if they cut off their boyfriends and husbands completely from their friendships, it makes them look like the bad ones. So they want their men to continue interacting with each other, but only in ways that are socially acceptable. That's basically why women throw dinner parties so that everyone can socialize and be controlled together, and men can be herded around like a flock of sheep. Men that can think for themselves are a dying breed. We have advertising telling us what to buy. We have women telling us how to feel. And we have the state making sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing at all times. Esteban, you're just seeing the emotional prison your friend's wife is trying to construct for you. Your friend's wife is most likely interacting with you when your friend is not around for a number of different reasons. She might be assessing if you're a negative influence on her man. She needs to determine if you're going to say or do anything that could potentially lead to him walking away from her in the future. She is acting like a part-time psychologist. I have a friend that I'm going to see tomorrow, and I'm going to hang out with him without his wife. And I rarely see him since he got married, and now he's mostly working and busy with his life. Last time I was over at his house, his wife started criticizing me with the same type of intimacy that she would probably criticize him. He ended up shaming her for criticizing my beliefs about peak oil and energy collapse. But I also felt like he was belittling me at the same time. It's almost like she was attacking me to test her husband's response to see if he would defend me or if he would take her side instead. I've been trying to get him to think about the red pill world, but he's so stuck in the blue pill world that he actually thinks that women are more rational than men. And I couldn't believe it when I heard those words come out of his mouth. It felt like I was talking to his wife and not him. What I've learned is that women often get their emotional needs met from more than one guy. I know women that are married and would basically call me up to tell me about their day. Since going MGTOW I've cut all contact from such women in my life. The only one I haven't cut contact with is one that tells me her problems and I tell her my problems in return. Most women operate like the Borg Queen. First they assimilate the men that they're pairing up with, their husbands and boyfriends, and then they move further and condition them to go out and convince other guys that are still free that their modes of thinking and behaving are absolutely correct. This deep-seated behavior in women comes from their low self-esteem and fear They are afraid if they don't try to control men, then men will see them for their true selves and leave. Women have gotten very good at deceiving men throughout history. But they've also gotten very good at tricking themselves. In nature, without men, women won't be able to survive. So women have to become master manipulators of men in order to survive. And we all know that women keep other guys on deck in case their relationship ends. And many people have observed that women don't want to leave a relationship until they have another man to latch onto. So when women mentally condition other men to be good and politically correct men, it's a way of keeping themselves ready in terms of living arrangement changes in case she needs to get together with that guy in the future. This is mostly evolutionary biology at play, and life is basically a numbers game for survival. I'm sorry to say this Esteban, but you're like the relief pitcher for her, and emotionally right now, and possibly in the future. A woman keeping her husband's attention is one thing, but still attracting the attention and resources of other men, even if it's something as insignificant as emotional support, proves to her that she can still go out and find another man to replace the one that she's currently with if the going gets tough. One of the ultimate movie MGTOW moments happens at the end of Star Trek First Contact. The android data is given human skin and physical sensations, and it feels so good for him when he receives pleasure from a woman for the first time in his life. And this woman is the Boar Queen, and he does everything that the Borg Queen demands because of that pleasure. But in the end, he ends up killing the Borg Queen and loses his ability to feel physical pleasure, rather than see all of his comrades suffer the terrible fate of being assimilated by her or being killed off. Nikola Tesla was correct when he said 100 years ago that women would behave like bees, ruling over men one day. He was able to see this back then, and he predicted it. It's like Esteban's friends' wives don't seem to be content in just having one man to rule over, Instead, they want their own gaggle or collective to control for their own personal benefit. People often say that men going their own way won't make any difference to society, because there will always be a weak-willed man out there willing to date and marry a woman. Sure, that may be true, but Esteban has brought some very interesting points up. One man to talk to is often not enough for a woman. If enough orbiting males go their own way, then the Borg princess or queen loses all of the men that she would normally talk to, And then this is going to affect the relationship she has with her husband, if more men go their own way. Women I barely know are actually calling me even though they have boyfriends and they want to talk to me because the attention I give them in many cases is more than their boyfriend does. Society is busier than ever. I think the actual amount of attention that women get from men is huge, but it's just not being measured. Today I was doing a job for a woman and she told me that she spent one year courting with her husband. He kept asking her out for almost a year before she said yes. And during that year she was getting what we can understand to be free attention for an entire year. The way I see it, she was testing him to see how strong of an attachment he had to her. And she told me that if I ever wanted to get together with a woman, I needed to be persistent and keep pushing. And then she'll see that I'm a serious and good guy and give me a chance. But the truth of the matter is, I've never done these things before. And I still got into relationships. If a woman wants to get together with you, she'll make it known. And she'll even make the first move if she's desperate enough. Anyways, I have a neighbor that's married and has a couple of kids. And every time she sees me outside of my house, she's basically trying to start a conversation. A few times I ended up talking to her for over an hour, because I wanted to pick her brain about what women in their late 30s with kids are thinking about and prioritizing in our current culture. This woman is surrounded by many different people in her life, including her kids, her husband, her co-workers, and even grandparents, yet she has no one to talk to. She's surrounded by men, yet she's in a man desert. Women have fucked up men's emotions so much, that men are keeping their barriers up all the time, and rightfully so. And women are having a harder and harder time trying to assimilate men into their little collectives of utility. At least that's the way it is up here in Canada. By the way, if you do a Google trend search, you'll find that radical feminism and MGTOW are searched the most in Canada. Everyone is wondering why Toronto, Canada seems to be the epicenter of MGTOW, men's rights as well as radical feminism. And I would love to entertain some theories about this idea. I find it kind of amusing that the seeds for a gender war might have actually been planted in Canada. And it's ironic because Canada has such a clean-cut and friendly reputation. I've often been wondering what's happening up here between men and women. Well, that does it for today's video. I want to thank Esteban for his donation as well as everyone else, for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.